Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 we're off to another hump day. That's for sure. Today's Wednesday, May the 20th of 2020. That's 202020. Yeah, say that again. Anyways, it's day 141 of the year and only 225 days left before it's all set and done. Just in case, how are you doing today? You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. We are streaming live from the Safety FM studios in good old Orlando, Florida. And we are also streaming on safetyfm.com. We are streaming on safetyfm.tv. We are streaming on the different apps. We're streaming on the Alexa skill. We're streaming, 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 streaming. And we're streaming some more all across the planet here. Also, as you might be aware, we're also available on a podcast, just in case you did not know. Yes, the podcast aspect of it is available to you. Not live and in real time, but maybe sometimes it's good and close enough. You know how that is. Anyways, pretty excited about talking to you today. Not that I'm not excited on any other days, but I'm excited today in particular. I have like 27,000 reasons to talk. I have 27,000 reasons to discuss some things with you today. Anyways, you're here normally because we get started with feature story news. So let's not do anything much different when it comes to that aspect. So let's get you started with a feature story news. 
bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. Lee Barrett. A supercyclone is wreaking havoc on India's eastern coastline. Experts say the damage in the states of West Bengal and Orissa will be extensive. Ishan Garg reports from our bureau in New Delhi. With wind speeds of up to 200 kilometers per hour, Amphan is one of the strongest cyclones to hit India. Local authorities are sounding the alarm and are asking people to stay indoors. The local authorities in West Bengal are urging locals to collect their valuables in case an emergency evacuation is required. The state of Odisha is moving vulnerable people to makeshift shelters. The federal government says Prime Minister Narendra Modi is taking stock of the situation and will deploy more funds and troops if need be. Ishan Garg, New Delhi. Brazil has reported over a 1,000 deaths in a 24-hour period for the first time in the coronavirus outbreak, but it's warned the epidemic there could still be three weeks from its peak. It has the third highest number of infections worldwide behind Russia and the US. About 18,000 people are seriously ill in hospitals in Moscow, according to the city's mayor. Russia has the second largest outbreak of coronavirus in the world and the capital has been the hardest hit. Lucy Taylor reports from FSN Moscow. The number of confirmed infections in Russia has now passed 300,000. But the daily increase in cases has fallen slightly compared to the start of the month. The capital, Moscow, has been the epicentre of the epidemic in Russia. The city is still in partial lockdown. People are only allowed out for a limited number of essential activities. Its mayor, Sergei Sibyanin, says he won't consider easing those rules, even to allow outdoor walks, until the daily number of new cases falls to the tens or hundreds. On Wednesday, it was more than 2,500. Lucy Taylor in Moscow. South Korean public schools have reopened for high school seniors. The start of the new semester was delayed five times over safety concerns because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The aircraft engine maker Rolls-Royce is cutting 9,000 jobs due to the impact of the coronavirus pandemic. Most of the job losses are likely to be at its Derby factory in England and mostly from its civil aerospace division. Stuart Smith reports from London. Rolls-Royce says the cut to a fifth of its workforce will help with a lack of demand as airlines make savings due to a global lack of air travel. It's also looking at factory closures and cutting costs, but the trade union Unite says the decision is shameful opportunism when it's already accepted public money to furlough thousands of its UK workforce. The government scheme pays 80% of a worker's salary while they're off work, but Rolls-Royce says the government can't extend the scheme for years into the future, so eventually it has to take steps to look after after itself. Through these measures, it's looking to save over $1.5 billion. Stuart Smith, London. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. I, I feel like there's a lot of tries here and a lot of things going on. So just in case before we get too crazy, want to make sure that I address this. You like the shirt? Safety sucks. Yeah, that's from the new Sam Goodman book. Oh, yes. SafetySucks.net. Yeah, Sam Goodman, the hop nerd, our own in-house hop nerd. The bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about. New book came out. Received that in the mail yesterday. That was quite fantastic with the shirt. Got some stickers with it, too. Quite quite excited. I got a love note, too. 
from Sam, but I'm not sure if everybody gets that when they order it. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to promote the love note, but it was very nice, very kind of Sam, the hop nerd here. So I really do appreciate him actually sending that. It was a nice little, very beautiful purple bag that it showed up in. I was pretty excited. So yeah, that's that's something that's going on. So that's where the, the Safety Sucks shirts come from. So if you're interested in looking at that, go to safetysucks.net, and I'm sure you can find one there. I'm sure it's readily available. And if you haven't done so already, pick up the book. The book's pretty interesting so far. I can't tell you that I finished it already because I'd be lying. I've been in, kind of tied up doing some other things, but I got this book going on. I got Todd's new book going on. Some pretty interesting stuff going on at this all same time. Anyways, just to reference that real quick, some interesting things going on behind the scenes because, you know, that's what happens here inside of the good old world of safety. Kind of feel like I'm dark today. Kind of feel like I'm in the dark. That's okay. Anyways, how are you been? How are these different things that have been going on over the last 23 hours? Have you been having some fun? Have you been looking at some things and going, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a little bit crazier than normal. That's a little bit out of the ordinary. That's a little bit fun. So let me start off with a fun and interesting story, especially with the little world that we're in. Yesterday, it was announced that Joe Rogan has signed an exclusive deal with Spotify. So let me get you some more information about that, because this is going to be a change inside of the little industry of podcasting. So take a listen to this. Hello, everybody. I have an announcement. The podcast is moving to Spotify. I signed a multi-year licensing agreement with Spotify that will start on September 1st. Starting on September 1st, the entire JRE library will be available on Spotify as well as all the other platforms. Then somewhere around the end of the year, it will become exclusive to Spotify, including the video version of the podcast. It will be the exact same show. I'm not going to be an employee of Spotify. We're going to be working with the same crew doing the exact same show. The only difference will be it will now be available on the largest audio platform in the world. Nothing else will change. It will be free. It will be free to you. You just have to go to Spotify to get it. We're very excited to begin this new chapter of the JRE, and I hope you're there when we cross over. Thanks. So that is some great information there for the Joe Rogan experience. You know, that that show has been around since 2009. And if you normally take a look at some of the rankings that are out there, the Joe Rogan podcast or Joe Rogan experience, better saying, is one of the top rated, if not the top rated show on the planet. So congratulations to him. You know, when I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I have to say the closest thing that I can compare it to in my lifetime and I'm, it's a comparison, of course, because you have to take a look at the medium and how things have changed throughout the years. So this is where people are going to be like, what? What are you talking about? This is probably as big, if not bigger. I would say as big. Let's go with as big as when Howard Stern left testicular radio. Yeah, I call it testicular radio because that's what they used to refer to it. Not, not terrestrial radio. Testicular radio. Yeah. So when he left there and went to satellite. So that's going to have a major impact and what's going on now as you are aware right now spotify has a pl free platform that's available so you can actually sign up and there is a free tier that's there unlike some of the other services that are out there if you take a look at apple Podcasts in particular or apple music 
they well they have the free tier of the podcast but they don't have a free tier on the music side but this is what spotify is doing where they're actually incorporating some podcasts now and now we have seen over the last few years that spotify has taken some giant leaps inside of the podcast world and i will have to tell you that right there just lets you know in case if you weren't aware that they're a player and they're not going to be messed with in that particular regards so with joe rogan going over there It'll be interesting to see what ends up taking place on that regards. So anyways, if you you get a chance, take a listen to that because, hey, September's right around the corner. Well, it feels like it's right around the corner for the most part. Anyways, let's continue. Let's go down the hit list for today because we need to cover some of the information that's going out there inside of the real world. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Well, taking it from the top, ladies and gentlemen, let's go down this little path right here. As more people lose their jobs, state unemployment tallies are only increasing. The most recent total is 36.5 million Americans out of work. Of those, 68% are eligible to receive more money on the government doll than working their jobs, according to the University of Chicago. This is according to analysis that they're stating. State benefits plus additional $600 a week from the federal government make staying at home a cushy proposition for some But the current rate that money is slated is to end in July. Oh, 538 reports that the average weekly unemployment payment is $370 at the bump that the feds are doing. And that's paying the equivalent of $50,440 in salary. That is, in 2019, the average income was $48,000. Now, I have to tell you, when you start reading some of this shit that we share here, It can sound very skewed, and it can sound very weird and very strange and not more into the things that I would normally say. And I take a look at it, and I go, okay, listen. So, yeah, it could be cushy for some people, but some people don't like sitting on their ass and staying at home and saying, oh, no. They want to make sure that they're earning the dollar. They want to make sure that they're out there doing the things that make general sense for most They want to go out there and do those different aspects. And I think that sometimes people get confused on that and you get some, some stuff that's kind of steered one way or the other when it comes to some of the conversational pieces. So I apologize for how that sounded, but understand that the average person in 2019 or the average income was $48,000. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people out there that make significantly more money, But you have to look at it and go, this is a very interesting time in our life on how this is going on. Also, you have to take a look at it and go, okay, so if this is the case that's going on, what can we do to assist to make sure that more jobs are already available? When is the economy going to be able to be open? And are companies taking advantage of this time right now and kind of trying to wipe some of their slates clean? Because that was a conversation that we had recently. And taking a look at some of those aspects. So think about that. An estimated 200 million tablets of meth, 1,100 pounds of crystal meth, 660 pounds of heroin, and 3,750 liters of methamphetamine have been confiscated by the police in 
I'm going to butcher the name. Let's go with Myanmar. Myanmar. <laughs> They're calling the Asia's largest drug bust ever. The fines were part of a raid, but a larger operation has been in the works since February. AP reports that it is believed to be the world's biggest producer of methamphetamines. Um, let's see. 33 people were arrested as part of the raid. That's a lot of freaking drugs, man. And don't tell me, you know, don't turn around and go, not in this lifetime. Well, that's a lot of drugs. I mean, that's a lot of craziness there. I mean, take a look at it and go, wow, holy shit, dude. That is a lot of drugs. Let's think about that. I mean, wow. I mean, you know that straight up they went to jail for distribution. <laughs> that's the way to look at it. Wow, that's just crazy the amount that's being listed. Anyways, let's continue. People living in the East Coast will see far more. Oh, it's a case than usual this summer. The North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, and all of the area's hotspots for the bugs, which don't tend to be reapers until the temperature averages about 64 degrees. Certain species maintain long brood cycles, only emerging every 13 to 17 years. Brood 9 hasn't been seen since 2003, meaning that it's going to be more noisy for counties where they appear. So good luck for that. Good luck for that one. As we talk about it, interesting, huh? Very interesting how that works. Anyways, elephants keep on, keep dying in Bostawana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the authorities can't figure out why. In March, 44 elephants' carcasses were found in a single week. Now 12 more have turned up, but no tusks were removed, indicating that the elephants weren't victims of poachers. Though many wildlife advocates call for protections for elephants, there has been an order in place placed by the president in the end of a hunting ban in the elephants for last year after widespread reports of herds damaging crops and killing and injuring humans. So, I don't know. Very interesting stuff. Well, you have to take a look at it. Very, very psycho world when it comes to that. So just keep that in mind. Americans are ready for the era of big government yet again. In recent po one poll survey, 82% of people believe that government checks should continue until lockdowns are over. More than half believe that mortgage and rent payments should be frozen. Nearly 80% overall believe that the federal government should do more for those out of work who are now receiving an average of $1,000 a week between the federal and the state unemployment benefits. However... Of those who are out of job, only 58% think that the government should be shelling out more cash. I know. Very heavy cash-induced conversation today is what it sounds like. I mean, it's close to $1,000. It's close to fifty-two grand a year. I mean, and we're talking close. We're not talking that's exactly it. But take a look at it and think about it for a moment. Now, do you think that the government should be shelling out more money for everything that's going on? Now, keep in mind that the $1,200 check, if you were eligible to receive it, plus the $500 per child, was based on the average of what you can make money-wise. That is based on the average of making, what was it, 70, 7, whatever the minimum wage is. And that's what they were doing it based off of like a 10-week turn. I think is what they had said. And it can't be 10 weeks. Whoever told me the 10-week thing has to, has to be absolutely wrong. But it was some ridiculous number that you had to look at and go, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. We're going to do math right here. So it was, what was it, 1,200 divided by, what was it, 
Yeah, it was something stupid. I mean, I, I don't even remember because I had heard the number and it was kind of ridiculous on how it worked. And I was like, okay, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So it was $1,200. And for most, that's not going to put us very far down the path if you did receive it. So think about that. Do you think that more money should come? Do you think that some different things should be taking place? Like, let's just use an example here. And I'll, I'll use the example because I'm in the theme park capital of the freaking planet. Those people that are working there, nothing against it. Great, you know, if you like theme parks, great to be able to work at one. But a lot of them are furloughed currently. Well, they can't work. It's not like they're not trying to work. They just can't because the parks are closed. I mean, they're slowly opening portions of the outer sides of the park, but they cannot work. Do you think that that amount of money covers what they were doing? I don't know. It's a question. I mean, I'm not saying everybody's sitting back, you know, on a high horse. I'm not saying people are not trying to go out there and actually do stuff. But sometimes some perception that people can give is that that's what they're doing. Duh. Duh. So that's something you have to keep in mind of as we move forward here. So let's continue down the path as we have this conversation. <sighs> More women are helping Fortune 500 companies than ever before. While women hold about 37 top executive jobs, it's an overall low average of a just 7.4%. But it's moving in the right direction, adding four to the last year's count. As of 1998, there were only two women in top executive jobs. In 2020, to make it the list, a company had to show at least, are you ready? 5.7 billion dollars in revenue. And that's the revenue side. So think about that. That's quite a bit of money. As we move forward and we talk about it and we look at it and we go, hey, what the hell is going on? So good to see that women are getting in power now. Duh. Because, you know, that was an, that was another thing that um that we didn't see a lot of for a period. So now it's now it's good to now it's good to see. Anyways, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says that his state basically back to where we started, meaning that the daily death numbers are close to those seen back in March, not during the peak of early April. Cuomo also called for sporting events to resume in the state, a bit without fans. So that will be interesting. I mean, and that's something that I keep on hearing more and more about, is that there should be more and more sporting events that should be coming about. I don't know if you've been taking a look at what you consider a sports entertainment or professional wrestling. That's been one that's kind of been going out and about. I've also been seeing the UFC has actually come down to Florida, and they've been putting on some events in Jacksonville, Florida. And then I had seen over the weekend John Oliver from last week tonight making a reference that he has actually invested some ad revenue money in a marble racing league. Yeah, I said marble, like marble, not Marvel, marble racing league. So that's something to look at. Also, if you've been paying close attention, some interesting stuff has been happening with ESPN. ESPN has been rebroadcasting a lot of professional wrestling. They also were even at one point showing some games, and I'm talking about video games, and I know that we broadcast on Twitch but also broadcasting games on ESPN. Now, that's something I don't think we would have ever thought that we would have seen of ESPN turning around and going, okay, we're going to do a broadcast medium 
right there when it comes to video games. I would have never thought that. Not in this lifetime, of course. That's the way I look at it. Something to think about, and we'll see how that comes about. And if they do start opening sporting events, how are those sporting events going to go? Like, I'll tell you, when it comes to watching like something like the UFC, if you've ever watched that show called The Ultimate Fighter, it's not terrible to watch this new format on how they're doing this. And why do I say that? I say that from the standpoint because when you watch The Ultimate Fighter, there's nobody in the crowd. It's only the coaches or the other participants, so it's not terribly loud. But if you took a look this uh, this last week, it, that was a very similar process. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Some of the fighters cared. Some of the fighters didn't care. So I guess it really boils down to what you like. And I think that when you start looking at a baseball stadium, that's where it's going to get pretty interesting. That's where it's going to to be odd as you look forward when it comes to certain aspects of it. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so last week in Virginia, public beaches were ordered open as long as people follow social distancing guidelines and only use space for for exercise or fishing. What do you think happened? Of course they didn't. Duh. Rather than fight with them, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam has announced that on May 22nd, the opening day of Virginia Beach, while the rest of the state beaches remain subject to gathering restrictions no word yet what magic voodoo is in place that won't make people sick in virginia and not other parts of the state i don't know i look at this and i go this is such a weird thing and it's and what i find interesting is that when you start talking about this shit about what's going on how it can become a political account right away you're just going back there and giving your politics about what you think, opposed to really talking about what's going on. You're just trying to be one-sided when it comes to that information. And that's not the case. The case is here is that you really need to have those conversations on what's going on from a real perspective. Well, I did some research online, and I know that my Google is better than what those scientists know. Because I use Google, and I don't need a damn mask. And I find it hilarious on some of the things that are out there. And if I, I have seen so many videos as of late of, they're going to get you. They want to stop you. They, 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 they. they. And I would really love to have a better understanding of the days of these world. Because I think that might help. Anyways, global carbon emissions has dropped 17%. On a- as of April the 7th, registering the lowest levels in 14 years, this was during the thick of the lockdown across the globe as industry commerce ground and jarring halts, as you are aware. But even this drastic shift won't put a dent in the average global temperature that may f- fear and will destroy humanity. Wow, that's not dark. That's not dark at all, saying some shit like that. Anyways, let's continue. Forbes reports that the climate scientist Glenn Peters calls climate change a cumulative problem and that will 
that the effects of the shutdown worldwide will reduce temperatures by 0.001 degrees Celsius, which he calls undetectable. So you can't really trace it based on what he's saying. If a total global economic shutdown doesn't have the needle of the climate change, one wonders what would have to happen for the world economy in order to achieve that goal. So this is where it can get weird again. So you're going to have to do a lot of strange things based on what this guy is saying to get everything to go green to an extent. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. And yeah, I, I understand we're talking about global carbon emissions. So then some people can sit back and go, well, then shit, I don't need to really do anything because it's not really going to have an impact. Well, that's not what I'm saying. It just shows that we have a lot of things that we need to work on. And I'm not saying let's close down the economy for the rest of our lives just to get that shift to occur. But shit, it is kind of interesting on how yesterday we started having a conversation on how they're preparing lingo on how we can live in space. That's something to think about. That's for sure. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. For the first time in week, Southwest Airlines has seen more bookings than cancellations. Well, that's exciting. However, the plan to reduce the capacity by 55% next month from June of last year said that those flights will be less than full. Well, I will tell you, we read a news story not too long ago that we discussed that the average flight had about 17 passengers on it. Think about that, 17 passengers on a flight. That's not a lot. I mean, when you start thinking about your natural traditional averages where you have in the hundreds of peoples that are normally there, normally about 150, buck 50, depending on the size of the plane. So that's something to think about as we really continue down the path here. Anyways, let's get you into some of our main stories because, you know, sometimes that's what we need to discuss. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So as I talk more and more to safety professionals throughout the world, because that's what we do, we talk to safety professionals throughout the world, I have come to the conclusion that it is very, very, very difficult for people to use the term, I don't know. And as a safety professional, people take a look at it as a smack in the face of, well, if I say... I don't know. What do I do then? How can I proceed on? Well, it's one of those things that you have to look at and go, it's better to say I don't know than to make some shit up. Because the worst thing that you can do is telling people that you did something that you didn't do. I researched it. I researched that. The problem is that when people tend to use that term, I did research, most of the times you probably don't even know how to do research. And I'm not trying to say that to be mean today. Duh. But I love the examples normally when you see stuff online. Let's use that one when when we're going to use the terms I don't know. You know, you can agree with stuff. It's perfectly fine. You can tell people you don't know something, but people don't like that. But when you find stuff online... It's very interesting on how it goes. Because here's what happens. When you're going to start doing it, did you compile 
a literature review and write abstracts of each article that you find on something online? Or better yet, did you collect a random sample of sources and perform independently or independent probability statistics on the reported results? Did you do that stuff as you're vetting stories online? As you're turning around and you're saying that you researched it? Did you at least take each article that you found online that you're agreeing with, that you're sharing, you know, when you can't say the, the I don't know word? Did you at least take each article one by one, look into the source? That would be the author, the publisher, or the founder. Then critique the writing of the logical facilities behind it, the cognitive distortions in the plain inaccuracies, because not all papers that are written are accurate. Something to think about. Something to talk about. I know people are not going to like this, and that's okay, because we're going to have to talk sometimes. And I hate seeing inaccuracies and people not wanting to do actual research. Did you ask yourself why this source might be published with these particular results? Did you follow the trail of references and did you apply the same sources of scrutiny to them? Just a thought, something to think about. Now, what I find funny in particular, especially when you start looking at the social media aspect of the world, when you start looking at the different things that are out there, if you answer no to the majority of the questions, the answer then is you did not do any kind of research, or in my language, any fucking kind of research. You are agreeing with something. You have read or watched a video online that most likely has no objectivity in the long run. You came across something that the algorithm on most social media platforms manipulated to your feed. Something that jived, that implicated or implemented the bias that you have towards something. And served as a purpose of confirmation bias. Yeah, confirmation bias. And guess what you did next? You took your emotions, you applied it to what was said, and you said that it was proof. You want to, want, you want to know something? The simpler answer there might have just been one thing. You want to know what that was? You could have said, I don't know. Ooh, now wasn't that hard? Duh. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. And I'll tell you, you know, it's not a jerky thing for me to try to sit here and talk to you and tell you about research, but sometimes people kind of get me aggravated when it comes to certain things of research. Research is not typing into Google. Research is not, I looked at one thing, then I looked at another, and now I did some research. No. <laughs> I wish that was the case, but it's not. And some people get pretty pissed off when I call them out on it, and it's okay. That happens. So welcome to my reality. Welcome to my world. Welcome to the things that I do. But that's okay. I will tell you, there are people that are out there that are actually true researchers. They do research all the time. I get to do it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you all the time that I love doing tons of research. Because if I told you that, I'd be straight up lying. 
there's research that needs to be done. There's certain things that I do for work that that consists of doing research. And it is not a five minute ordeal doing a Google search. And some people don't like that. A Google search is not research. A Google search is a Google search. Because then you're going to start telling me that you're actually, you know, testing one versus another by going from Google to Yahoo. Does Excite even still exist? Can somebody tell me that one? Because I have no clue. Anyways, I know that you sometimes don't like my opinion, and that's perfectly fine. And sometimes there's people that don't like this guy's opinions either. This is Figer's Law. Hi, I'm Jeff Figer. How long are we Americans going to tolerate the so-called war on drugs? We have more people in prison, two million, than any other country in the world, and nearly half of them are imprisoned for nonviolent drug offenses. We've spent untold billions of our tax dollars to enforce unenforceable laws and to fund more separate police agencies than the rest of the world combined. What's this all about? To make our cities contraband war zones? When one drug dealer's caught, 20 others take his place. This war on drugs is phony. It was a boogeyman set up to rob us all of our hard-earned tax dollars. When places like Amsterdam got smart and decriminalized drugs, crime went down and they found it was far cheaper to treat than in prison. Remember, if you don't stand for something, you end up standing for nothing. Figer Law. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, you have to try to be something around here anyways. Just wanted to share some information with you. Jeffrey Figer, man, I have to tell you, some, just some interesting stuff there. And, you know, that can become controversial. You can take it for whatever it's worth. It is what it is. Anyways, let's go down the path with a little bit more here. Now, if you are a very emotional person and you were attached, I got some heartbreaking news for you. And I'm sorry to share, but let's go over it. Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green are done. Green confirmed the split on his Monday's podcast, saying that the two have really been trying to sort a be apart and that he will always love her. He added that he will still intend, he will still intend to do family vacations and holidays as a family and really focus on the kids. I don't blame him. Anyways, the two parents have sons, seven, six, and three. So rumors circulating on the streets now is that she's going out with the machine gun Kelly. If you give that, if you give any credence to that kind of stuff, I really don't care. Good for her. Good for him. Good for whatever they want to do. I liked her. And what was that movie? I think it was Transformers. Yeah, it was Transformers. I think she was like in the first two parts. Then supposedly said something stupid and they kicked her out. Then she came back like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I think I might have too much information. Too much information there. Duh. Duh. Okay, let's continue. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $95 million or $76.7 million cash payout. So if you're into that kind of stuff, good luck, my friends. Let's continue back to the drama of Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Kristen Cavallari, former cast mates, think that she is better off without her soon-to-be ex-husband. Spencer Pratt, who starred alongside Cavallari on The Hills, recently commented on the split. On the Spidey cast. Does he, are these people still even relevant? I don't even freaking know anymore. Brad told his wife, Heidi Montags, I think Kristen is going to be better off. I'm excited to see the new chapter, hopefully on the hills, you know, dating. 
Adrena Patridge, who also appeared on MTV's show, told Spencer and Heidi she recently chatted with Kristen and said she just needs time to process and heal. <gasps> oh, that's what love does. Duh. Anyway, so that's, you know, it's whatever. Whatever. Love drama on the TV. Gotta love it. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year today that you can celebrate. Wow, talk about reliving, you know, old times there. God, where the hell did my head go there? Anyways, today, days that you can celebrate. National Be a Millionaire Millionaire Day. Well, shit, I would like to celebrate that that day for real. That's for sure. National Pick Strawberries Day. National Rescue Dog Day. National Quiche Lorraine Day. What the? What is that? What is that? Emergency Medical Services for Children Day. And National Juice Slush Day. That's some interesting stuff. Anyways, we got a couple interesting things coming on here very soon on the network. So let me tell you what's going on at Safety FM. Uh, Just real quick, Wednesday of next week, if you remember, we had a show that was on for a very, very, very short period of time known as the X Factor of Safety. Well, on Wednesday of next week, starting at, I believe it's 6.30 or 7 p.m. Let's say 7 p.m. Let's just go with 7. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The X Factor of Safety will be taking over the radio station. They will take over the radio station from 7 p.m. until midnight. And we're going to start it off with Pedro Masil actually interviewing me on his show. And we're going to do that one live. And then we're going to do some best ofs of the X Factor of Safety. So that's Wednesday of next week. Then on June the 1st, the hop nerds doing something where it's called keeps, I think it's called keeping safety exciting or something like that. And if they're going to have James from rebranding safety, Abby Ferry and Jason Lucas from the safety justice league, of course, Samuel Goodman. And I haven't been invited to be on now. That one's going to air at 11 o'clock AM Eastern time on Monday, June the 1st. So, We'll see how it goes. And it's going to be broadcasting live on safetyfm.com and on safetyfm.tv. So we're going to have to take a look and see how that plays. There might be interference with this show on that date. So just so you're aware. So if that is the case, we'll either go long on their format or we'll just jump in directly. We'll figure it out. I think we can do that. Anyways, just wanted to share what was going on right now on Safety FM. Right now, there is a new episode that should have dropped probably about 11 minutes ago of the Safety Justice League. We're going to continue on 19 more minutes here on the show if you follow along on the radio station aspect. So if you want to follow along over there, let's meet. I'm going to drop you off right now if you're taking a listen on the video stream because I know it doesn't get very exciting watching me. It's just me doing me. It's me doing my stick. Huh. Yeah. Call it for whatever it's worth. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. And that is the listener. You know who I am. I know who you are. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh.
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.